Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Connecting Healthcare IT. I'm Stephanie Whiting from iMethods, and I'm thrilled to welcome Craig Schwabel, VP of IT Digital Solutions and Enterprise Analytics at University Hospitals in Cleveland. Craig has been at UH since 2016, where he manages the system's enterprise data and analytics and software development, including web, mobile, and cloud platforms. UH is the second largest employer in Northeast Ohio, comprised of a network of 21 hospitals, more than 50 health centers and outpatient facilities, and over 200 physician offices in 16 counties throughout the region. iMethods is proud to be able to serve the needs of UH and help them meet their IT goals. Craig, I'm so happy you're joining us today. It's great to see you. Hey, Steph. Uh, great. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Really great to see you as well. It's really always a, a pleasure to to be able to share some of our insights at university hospitals um, with listeners and really hope that uh, they learn a little bit from our journey uh, and be able to take this and incorporate it within some of their own organization. So I appreciate you having me. Thanks. Well, as you know, this podcast is about bringing people together to share best practices in healthcare IT and moving applications to the cloud and leveraging cloud analytics um, have really become utilized increasingly by health systems who are looking for efficiencies and greater security. Uh, you joined us at our, one of our recent summits in Jacksonville um, in October, where you discussed UH's journey to the cloud and provided some tips, tricks, and lessons along the way. So we're thrilled to have you join us there. Yeah, that was a that was really a great event uh, down in Jacksonville. We got a chance to see your new offices, which are amazing, and uh, you know the 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 topics um, for for the summit uh, were were very relevant, very timely. Uh, audience attendance and participation really exceptional. This was my my second opportunity to uh, to join iMethods in your education summit, and it uh, it's always really a, a great success. The stadium, the Jacksonville Stadium venue, was amazing. Uh, got a, got a chance to t- take a take a walk outside and and really take it all in. Saw a few of the players actually on the field, uh, uh, although I think we weren't supposed to do that. But um, <laughs> uh, took a quick peek. But uh, it was really grateful to share our journey. Um, this is a really strategic. Uh, initiative for university hospitals being able to leverage cloud and cloud technology for our analytics. And it really is going to allow us to to be more innovative and really be more responsive uh, to really ever-changing business dynamics and business needs. Well, we appreciate you joining us again. I mean, I'm glad you had a great time at the summit and found value in it. There was a lot of buzz around your presentation, which is one of the reasons we asked you to come back and share this topic with a broader audience. Uh, Although we had a great time at the stadium as well, along with all the other venues, but it's always such a treat to bring our partners and our friends together to share best practices. And this topic in particular seemed to be highly relevant and of great interest to the folks who were there. So there's definitely a hunger in the market for implementing these tools. So um, to kick us off, I'd love to hear what you're seeing in the market in terms of trends in the area of cloud analytics for healthcare in particular. Yeah, there certainly is a lot of buzz, you know, a lot of excitement, a lot of initiatives uh, specifically within uh, the healthcare organizations. Um, There was a recent study that was done by, by Scottsdale Institute. They had polled over 30 healthcare organizations and and really what the results showed is that uh roughly about 75% of of those healthcare organizations that had responded 
uh, indicated that they have moved or are moving to the cloud for enterprise data management. So um, as you can imagine, right, this has really grown pretty significantly over the past several years. Um, but but really looking at, at the trends, it, there's really a number of emerging trends that have, you know, really, really caused uh, organizations to look to cloud to, to for, for better um, data management. So things like virtual health uh, and telehealth, uh, re- remote patient monitoring, device level data, system and interoperability, right? These are, these are really four uh, really major areas that we're seeing a lot of uh, new products, a lot of new entrants into the marketplace. But but more importantly, these are solutions that generate a lot of data, like very, very large data sets. And in a lot of cases, this is real-time data, right? Data that's coming off, streaming off of devices, streaming off of, um, you know, systems. And, 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 and organizations are really looking to cloud technology to be able to acquire that data, ingest that data, uh, and manage um, this data given, given the significant volumes. But even more importantly, right, once the data is, is landed in the cloud, uh, it really does make it more efficient to leverage cloud-based um, tools, analytics tools um, for organizations to really derive uh, insights um, very, very quickly. And and the other thing it does is it really allows organizations to to better exchange data, to share data with uh, other organizations who also have a cloud presence. So so really, I, I guess just in general, the volume of data continues to increase, and being able to leverage state of the art um, tools specifically with, within the cloud to manage them is becoming a very very popular trend. Well, it's definitely um, one of those top 10 initiatives that I keep seeing on all of the uh, industry reports about what, where energies and, and money will be spent in the next five to 10 years. So um, it's it's great to hear that UH is ahead of the curve. So what were some of the drivers behind UH's decision to migrate to cloud for enterprise analytics? Well, what we're finding is that there's a lot of vendors that are taking either a cloud-first or cloud-only approach to software, uh, which really means that uh, in a lot of cases, um, features that are being introduced by many of our big vendors are, are either coming to the cloud first before they show up in you know equivalent on-premise versions, or, or in some cases they are... Um, uh, only released uh, in cloud versions of software, and so we 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 at University Hospitals need to embrace this. You know the the whole the whole premise of a cloud first approach. But as you can imagine, there's a lot of traditional benefits for using cloud environments, right? So you think um, storage, you know, low cost storage, compute, uh, scalability, uh, reliability, flexibility, and extensibility you know, reducing upfront capital costs, right? And and performance, being able to scale up and scale down, uh, especially uh, in cases where you have very spiky workloads, right? Where you need to to do heavy processing during um, maybe the, the morning, uh, but then you can you can taper that off in the afternoon, uh, given demands of your end users, right? So being being able to flex the systems up and down, which which ultimately ends up uh, becoming a cost savings because you're you're really only paying for what you use um, uh, within the cloud environments, and then of course there's the real time data acquisition that I mentioned earlier, being able to uh, load data in very quickly, uh, especially for real time data. 
and and so a lot of these are are you know well known benefits for using cloud environments, right? At at UH, we certainly you know want to be able to take advantage uh, of all of these features. But really, one of the biggest drivers for us is that we wanted to really unlock and take advantage uh, of really best of breed analytics tools. And as I mentioned, a lot of our vendors, and, and we happen to select the, the Microsoft Azure cloud environment, um, they very much take a cloud-first approach where a lot of their more advanced analytics tools in the areas of, of AI and machine learning, these are available in the cloud ahead of really on-premise um, software. And, and, and what this allows us to do is be able to take advantage of that software once our data is in the cloud, right, to be able to... Uh, provide very quick insights um, for the information that we have loaded. And then, you know, really long-term is to really look at the cloud as really a full ecosystem, um, which really allows us to do better collaboration uh, and sharing for our end users um, and being able to leverage a full suite of advanced analytics tools. So Craig, what would you say went really well through your migration? Well, it was really important for us to have support, uh, organizational buy-in and, and support from our organization. Um, again, I, I mentioned that this is a very strategic initiative for, for university hospitals. Um, and so we did get full endorsement, full support, right, both from our executive team as well as our analytics community. So our community being developers and analysts within our operations and, and business and service lines and departments that are consumers of, of this information. Really having them on board and excited about the the prospect of starting to use more advanced and modern tools. So um, uh, certainly organizational buy-in uh, was something that we knew that we had to have. And at university hospitals, it was, um, you, you know, knowing that it was very strategic, uh, it was uh, we were able to do that. So secondly is using cloud environments really allowed us to accelerate many of our data initiatives. Um, and so really what I mean by that is starting to use cloud services, it allows you to very easy, very quickly start to stand up uh, an environment for specific use cases, right? So uh, as an example, there was no need to uh, to order uh, and purchase upfront equipment, um, right? We could avoid long lead times, especially in this day and age where in a lot of cases, vendors, um, hardware vendors have uh, limited inventory uh, and some of the supply ch- supply chain uh, challenges that we've seen over the past, uh, you know, year, year and a half. So uh, we didn't have to, um, you know, go through that process. The, the process of provisioning services within the cloud is pretty straightforward. You know, the process of security and setting up access control is pretty straightforward. Standing up end-to-end data pipelines, right? So being able to run through a process where we're taking data from our on-prem environment, being able to run that through a moderately complex pipeline, being able to land that and use it in the cloud was very straightforward. And so really this allowed us to uh, accelerate our, our work in terms of uh, being able to prove out the effectiveness of, of the cloud environment for our analytics needs. And 
I guess the third thing was that I'd mentioned that we had we had chosen to use the the Microsoft Cloud, and what this allowed us to do is leverage many of our uh, existing tools, right? So our development tools, uh, our management tools, our monitoring tools. These are tools that are very familiar, you know, to to our teams. Our teams uh, know how to use these very well, and we were able to leverage a lot of the 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 familiar um, and common. Uh, tools and platforms to be able to uh, manage our cloud environment. So those are some of your successes and, and things you felt went well. Um, there are never successes without challenges. So what were some of the challenges you you met through the migration process? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, I mean, these these successes did come with a, a fair number of challenges. Really, the first thing is that. Even though we were able to use a lot of the tools that we've used and in, in, uh, within our on-premise env- environments, there there is still a fairly steep learning curve um, when moving from traditional on-premise data center environments to the cloud. The services are different. The technology is different. There's a need to learn and understand how they work, uh, to learn, understand how to configure them optimally. And, you know, as you might expect, not everything works exactly how you might expect it to work the first time. So there's a, there is a learning curve in terms of, um, you know, just making sure that we understand how things are working and how to configure it. So that was, that was one of the bigger challenges that we had. Optimization and performance, right? I'd mentioned that standing up, uh, you know, proof of concept and pilot, uh, environments is, is relatively straightforward, but, you know, really, when you start to provision a full-blown environment, you're really taking your best guess at at the sizing, right? In terms of how many how many uh, how much resources to apply um, to a particular service, um, but it really isn't until you get into you know real life data flows, having data going through your pipelines, having uh, users within your environment that you may find uh, that either it's working exactly what you expected or that it possibly could be either underperforming uh, or you may run into bottlenecks. And in these cases, uh, it can be, it can be challenging um, to be able to troubleshoot these issues, these issues, especially when you're working with, you know, moderate to, to complex um, data pipelines that are doing, you know, a lot of data transformation um, and, and matching and merging. Um, so uh, that it's, a, it, it turns into a bit more uh, of an art uh, than science um, when trying to uh, get through some of the, the, the bottlenecks and uh, performance issues. I guess the third thing I would say is that um, you you really have to be realistic about the the timing, um, and what I mean by that is the project timing. I mentioned that it's it's relatively easy to stand up a proof of concept environment, but converting that over to a fully hardened um, production environment is much harder, right? There's all the aspects of security uh, and access control uh, and, and performance and everything and testing, validation, right? Everything that goes into migrating um, solutions uh, and capabilities from, from a pilot or a test environment in, into production, you really have to uh, make sure that your cloud environment is ready uh, to, to do this. Um, and that can take a fair amount of time. Um, so really one of our lessons learned is make sure that you're budgeting enough time within your project uh, to be able to um, uh, make sure that your cloud environment is ready to really go to production for your end users. 
So uh, those challenges are all really very, um, I would imagine, kind of expected whenever you're taking on an initiative of this scope and scale. Mm -hmm. What sort of um, changes did it impact to the organization culturally or operationally? Did 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 you require a lot of training to set expectations with the staff that this was happening, how it was going to impact their workflow, if at all? Or was some of it seamless and behind the scenes? Uh, well, a- absolutely. Uh, it required a lot of up- upfront training, right? It, in fact, it forced us um, to be very diligent about training. You know, we when we when we kicked off the project, you, you know, we we kind of thought that you know we would we would train our team, you know, sort of on the fly, right? Learn as you go, but quickly realized um, that that's very hard to do. And so, really, what it forced us to do is to make sure that you know all of the relevant teams were either trained or familiar enough with the environment, right, to be able to you know accomplish their specific you know tasks. So, it forced our organization to become experts in in various areas of cloud technology. So, when you, when you think about data management in the cloud. Right. You, you, you tend to think of analytics, you think about ETL, you think about data management, data engineering, but all of that capability, all of these capabilities require support from infrastructure and security uh, and environment management. Right. And these are all aspects of, of cloud technology that, that require expertise. And so it really did force our organization to learn and become experts in these areas um, because we, we can't be successful without the support, the help and support from a, a lot of other areas within our IT organization. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. They're your customers, right? So you have to make sure that you're serving them and, and setting expectations for them so they can get the most out of the tools you're sharing with them. So if you could provide one piece of advice or a few pieces of advice for listeners that are planning to make a cloud migration, what would those be? Yeah. I mean, pick, picking one is hard. Uh, so maybe I'll, maybe I'll touch on two. <laughs> so the, the first one is right. When, when looking at the cloud, it, it can be very enticing to, to try and do a lift and shift or try and retrofit uh, existing processes into the cloud. And, and this was something that we, we thought we could do, right, at, at UH. We thought that it would be relatively easy to take a lot of our code, a lot of our processes, a lot of our pipelines, and, and just simply move them into the cloud. And, and really what we found is that, you know, first off, you're not really, t- by doing this, you're not really taking advantage of the optimized services right, that were really designed and built for cloud computing. And secondly, what we also found is that it, there were cases where uh, existing code within our on-premise environment just, you know, performed suboptimally uh, when running in the cloud environment. And so one of the first things I would say in terms of advice is really spend the proper amount of time upfront on on the design, right? Try and take full advantage of the native cloud services rather than try and retrofit retrofit existing code or or processes um, within your cloud environment. 
This, what we found, will avoid trying to redesign or refactor processes um, really during the project. The second big piece of advice is really around, you, you mentioned training, but but even more importantly, right, cloud literacy, making sure that that each of the teams that are involved with, with the project are you know familiar, understand, and are or become experts in in relevant in in their respective areas really before the project starts. And again, this this isn't just the analytics staff, but it's really across all teams that are going to be going to be participating in the project. And where you realize that you don't have the necessary skills, um, then it's important to make sure that you bring them in, right? Either augment skills through partners or or through additional individuals as well as investing in training for your own staff up front. And I guess really in, in retrospect, one of the things that, you know, we, I, I wish we would have done is to bring in a, a cloud architect at the beginning somebody that has uh, really expertise, full expertise across, you know, a variety of different areas, right? Within cloud, I had mentioned um, security and provisioning. Uh, access control, right? HIPAA compliance, right? All of these areas that are important, uh, not in, not even just important, but critical to make sure that you have right, right? This is an awful lot of data. This is this is a significant amount of PHI data that is being uh, moved up into a cloud environment, and we have to make sure we have to do the right due diligence um, upfront to make sure that that data is secured uh, and protected. And so, having a cloud architect to be able to to be able to help uh, design and, and architect uh, right uh, the solution up front uh, is something that um, I would I would highly recommend organizations that are that are um, you know looking to move into the cloud. Well, thanks for sharing that. I mean, the the um, insights you provided around sort of what you would have done, what you could have done, what you did do that worked and, and some challenges. I mean, those are the kind of takeaways that folks listening are really going to be able to take to heart as they look to go down this path. Many of them have probably already started and might pivot as a result of this conversation or, or bring in resources to help them. So we are so grateful that you were able to join us today and um, share these insights. It's been really enlightening to hear about the ways You've leveraged cloud analytics at UH and how it's better managing its tech stack and, and able to provide more timely information to support patient care. That's really why we're all here, right, is, is to do a better job and, and provide better service for our patients. So, Craig, we really appreciate you sharing all of your um, best practices. This is a great compliment to the presentation you provided at the summit and an opportunity for you to really share this information with a broader audience. So it's been very enlightening to hear how uh, cloud analytics is changing the way UH is managing its tech stack and providing more timely information for patient care. That's really what we're all here to do is to ultimately enable enhanced patient care uh, and, and be better providers of service to our customers inside the health system. So that's the, the clinicians and the staff as well. So the challenges, the successes, and the importance of having cloud literacy in advance of the project are particularly helpful uh, tips as many health systems are facing similar challenges as they look for opportunities to enhance the value of their technologies for their providers and patients. Yeah, thank, thanks, Steph. I, I will say that, you know, COVID, uh, our, you know, our experience with, with COVID at UH has really taught us that we need to be very nimble. We need to be very agile 
um, just to be able to adapt and be flexible to the needs of the organization. What we did find is that um, analytics became critical uh, during COVID, right? Not just for us to understand what was happening within our within our own uh, organization, but really in our our region uh, and 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 state, and being able to rapidly be able to build insights, rapidly be able to collaborate and share information, even even with other you know. Uh, competing uh, healthcare organizations was really important for us to be able to serve our community. So we believe that our our migration to the cloud specifically for uh, data and analytics provides us that ability to be uh, flexible, uh, nimble, and agile for even uh, upcoming uh, needs of the organization that um, that are emerging. And for for the listeners, um, if there's if there's anybody that is interested in learning more about university hospitals or our journey to uh, to the cloud, um, we're certainly happy to uh, collaborate um, and share any additional information that you may that you may be looking for. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, the COVID perversely really like triggered a lot of innovation in ways that was hugely important at the time, but will serve us well long term. So. Uh, really unfortunate and terrible way to get there. But now that we've established some of these best practices, just think of all the things that it will open up in the way of of new ventures and new opportunities for, for all health systems. So thank you again for joining us and to our audience. Thanks for listening. And join us next time for more meaningful discussion around best practices in healthcare IT.